You're listening to nothing important. First up, I don't want to wear out my VCR, and also I don't want to wear out my my uh, VCR cassette rewinder that looks like a car from the 1950s. <laughs> Please enjoy the show. Uh, Brian just texted. I guess it's 9.15. There's a small setback. So 9.15 is when the call is happening. So, Right on. Right on. So, we, um, we had to pass that information along. Ugh. So, uh, Mike, small setback. Robbie's calling 9.15. Okay. So before Brian gets on, since he's not involved in this, how'd your fantasy league go? Fantasy season. Oh, ter- hilariously terrible. Really? Uh, I... On my five yeah. teams, I got a championship and two thirds. Oh, nice! I got uh, in the the smaller league. I got uh, what was it eighth place or ninth place? So just missed the playoffs. Oh, and then in, in the larger one, that was the keeper league that I kind of just joined. I was the proud owner of last place. Oh man, uh, I did get a last place season. in the regular season. The playoffs allowed me to get higher than I think twelfth uh, out of fourteen. Ooh, yeah, last out of fourteen is pretty terrible. Yeah, well, I mean, there were a couple of weeks where I didn't pay attention to it at all, just because I had other stuff going on, and uh, it wasn't worth the time, I guess, uh, right then. I feel you. So, oh, well, whatever, no big deal. Uh, parts of it were fun, and then parts of it, like I said, were uh, crazy stress-inducing mm. garbage that I don't know if, how much of that I want, <laughs> <laughs> how, how much the escape is worth the... Uh, the extra anxiety. My championship so. was pretty awesome because for one, I had to beat Todd Gurley in like his best week ever. Oh, nice. Um, I won my championship, the championship game with the lowest score I had all season. Ooh. And leading up to it, I had Nick Foles, or not Nick Foles, uh, Carson Wentz, who got hurt. So the commissioner and my opponent that week picked up a total of seven quarterbacks off the waiver wire. <laughs> what? <laughs> But at least all the guys that scored higher than Joe Flacco, who I got stuck with, were on the bench of somebody else, so I didn't have to worry about trying to beat them. But yeah, they totally colluded and grabbed every available quarterback, wow, except for Joe a, Flacco, who I had. I put a waiver claim on him because I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> that's some uh, underhanded conspiracy shit there, man. Yeah, and these are the same guys that beat me. I lost the championship because somebody roster dumped. And uh, my opponent got Odell Beckham Jr. his rookie year just for the oh. championship game. And I would have won if that had not happened. I so. uh, I offered I offered a uh, a roster dump, a to- uh, you know, a well-timed roster dump. Those are uh, depending on, you know, who would want to do it. That is shady, shady shit, man. Yeah. Well, uh, our our commissioner for that league, he uh, he just so happened to win. And we uh we blame him for colluding mm. uh, and planning the schedule, uh, putting it where he's at, putting uh, <laughs> the easy the easy teams he got to play twice. Oh, yeah? 
uh, just so happened that, you know, the one guy who at the draft picked like three bears and had Jay Cutler as his starter, starting quarterback, mm-hmm. uh, just as a joke. Uh, but he didn't change him out for like five weeks. He ended up <laughs> playing him twice. And then just another guy in our league that's terrible. Yeah, that's, I don't know uh, if it, it, can you, I'm not in any leagues where the commissioner can set the schedule. No, but the schedule gets auto, you know, auto set up mm-hmm. and people get matched. But depending on which, you know, spot you put them in, one through 10 or one through 12 or one through 14, I you guess, know, they're going to yeah. get matched the same way either way. So, mm. I think mine are all random. All, they're, it's random draft order, random uh, scheduling. There's no, there's no way to stack the deck in your favor, as they say. Well, I'm just. We all just consider that he did that, just because. As you should, because it's part of the fun yeah. of fantasy football is accusing somebody of collusion. Exactly, or just I mean, straight up cheating, just straight up 100 percent cheating, right. which is what. I was uh, in. A, I was in a league a couple of years ago. There was two brothers, and they kept making trades that we kept denying, and uh, <laughs> they hadn't paid their league fees yet, so they quit, and they told everybody, "Fuck you, fuck your league fees." And then well, one of them was allowed back in the next year as a co-owner of another team and won the championship. Oh, and I was pretty salty about that. Yeah, that's uh, that's pooptastic. Yeah, uh, the one league that we had, uh, the fourteen, the big guy league. Um, I think as of as of championship day, there were still three people who hadn't paid. Oh, I'm I'm still waiting on my payment for my championship. Brian's calling me. Okay, put you on hold and accept. Okay. Merge calls. Hello, guys. Hey, how's it going? Hey, we're all here. Oh, you're already on the phone with Dave? Awesome. Yeah, I I figure since you're always teasing me, I wanted to get on early with Jeff and tease you. So, way to be late, dude. (laughs) I know. I know. (laughs) I know. Jeff, don't even talk shit because you're going to find out very soon. Hold on. Let me me turn on my microphone. (laughs) <laughs> okay, yes. actually start recording yeah we're, we are already recording <laughs> yeah. oh okay awesome well cool let me turn on my microphone and i'll jump i'll jump i forget i'll jump right I forget right. just almost a baby daddy or is a baby daddy yeah he, he will be soon and, and the thing about being a parent is um right like half the battle is keeping the kids alive yeah but that's the whole right? point like that's that's like Right, that's like the biggest challenge, but you have no idea how frustrating it is when uh, you want a child to go to sleep, and they just won't go to sleep. Like it's it's incredibly rage inducing. <laughs> but what's even even worse than that is when the child gets up sporadically at different points before you go to bed. Uh, right, right. So if you put if you put the kids to sleep at eight. Like them getting up at eight ten isn't a big deal. It's when it's like eight seventeen. Or like eight thirty-five, or both, just random ass times, and that they'll just come out of the room and complain that it's dark <laughs> or something. This, of course, it's it is the most asshole. <laughs> my uh, my my new house. We have these fancy uh, we have these fancy uh, smoke detectors where they're they're pl- they're hardwired in, right? right? So there's no batteries to ever change. They're hardwired into the electric, but they all have an LED green light to them right to signify that they're on uh-huh. but when the room when it's nighttime and the rooms are dark it's almost as if that green light is a spotlight mm. 
So, so there's just like a green glow. That's an awfully everything. bright LED light then on that. Damn. Well, the technology's exactly. come a long and way over like, the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I guess so. It works out really well when you're trying to get kids to go to sleep and they're scared of the eerie green light <laughs> that, <laughs> that is constant in their room. I'm trying to think of like a horror movie where that's that could apply to with a green light, but it's escaping me. Just the Matrix. Just about just about any the alien movie <laughs> or the Matrix. The Matrix. Oh, yes, yes. Uh-huh. Or Predator. The Green Blood. Or even if you re- you can even kind of I guess extrapolate it too. It could be like any movie pre 1995 where a computer was involved in a scene. Because <laughs> so always true. for Sandra Bullock's The Net. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think they they stole her identity I, with an Apple IIe, I believe. <laughs> I'm no, always I'm brain. always really amused by how people at one time thought that computer monitors were projectors. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like like first off, that's not even very secure. And it's always like in a hacking scene when somebody has to like hack into a system, but it it, it seems to me it wouldn't be very secure because all somebody would have to do is look at your face from the other side. Or through a window, and they'd be able to see exactly what you're doing because it projects on their face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never understood that personally, but hey, whatever. I mean, whatever. If I don't get how people have projectors and they just stare in them at your house like you do, Brian, when you're watching TV <laughs> on your on your big projector. Well, actually, the Avengers is on right now, and you reminded me of how Iron Man just kind of grabs the air, and that's the screen. No, is that a thing? Say so that. Yeah, but that's so Iron Man. That's hurt. Tony Stark. Yeah. I mean, that's that's totally different. He's got a whole other set of technology. I I don't understand. So what's weird about the projector? Lenses. Right, but it's not like I'm sticking my face in the projector. I'm looking at a projector screen. Why not? It's not like I'm looking at a pre-1995 computer monitor. <laughs> well, apparently, like I guess my dad's cell phone has a projector on it now. Really? Yeah, it's a thing. Yeah, they make so. It's I, like I know the Moto. You can get a projector for it, and I think there's another one too. Yeah, he's got a Moto. A Moto. So, do, but I didn't ask. Does it, the phone itself project, or do you hook a projector up to it? You so the Motos are weird. It's like modular. So there's you get like a phone piece that's got like your the screen on it and everything, mm-hmm. and then instead of like taking the battery off of the back. You actually put on other shit to it. Oh, okay. Like you can put on a projector. You can put on speakers that are bigger, louder speakers. You can put on um, that makes a camera sense because he he zooms. pulled the back off. He's like, look, the back's magnetic. I don't know what the hell this does, but now I can tell him it's for accessories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. 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 Yeah. Believe it or not, Pizza Hut not too long ago came out with a box that like worked as a projector. <laughs> But I swear to God, as a pizza box, you could stick yeah. your cell phone in it, and it would project a movie, and then you could have pizza in a movie just about That's anywhere. Kind and of it genius. Was, and it was supposed to be like less quality than a tube TV from the forties, like their pizza. <laughs> <laughs> your video quality is as good as your pizza quality. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Well, gentlemen, uh, this is actually our first podcast of 2018, and the first in quite a while. Uh, for any of us, fun fact, uh, Jeff and I still have not done a season finale podcast for <laughs> Plumus Among Us for the season three finale of Rick and Morty. <laughs> yeah, one you know, of, we're, we're just trying to keep everyone on edge. One of my you know, friends, mm-hmm. one of my friends is a fan of your show and the show oh. itself. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he gave up. He's like, yeah, screw it. <laughs> it's not coming out. I was like, I don't know. Oh, no. Oh, no. 
it's coming out. Trust us. It'll be there. I will it's concede. Just, uh, yeah. I will concede you know, just, that that I, show is pretty genius, guys. Uh, you, you win. You win. Like, yeah, you you finally you. fell down the rabbit hole, huh? I haven't like sat down and watched and it, but in passing, it's happened to me a few times, and uh, it's pretty uh-huh. goddamn funny. All right. And, and what we're doing is... Uh, it's not like we don't have plenty of time because uh, they estimate that season four will be out in some sometime like late 2019. Oh wow! <laughs> so, so right, we have a while. Oh, better call Saul <laughs> will be out before then. Right, and that's all the way in September. And speaking of better call Saul, as far as it's all good men is concerned, uh, I'm starting my push to uh, start chatting with some of the folks on that. Cool. And I actually, not too long ago, sent an email to Patrick Fabian so, so we could do jib jab with Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> totally one of the nicest guys that we uh, we've ever talked to. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. if he uh, if he comes on the show, he will he will overtake Owen Benjamin because right now they're tied for most appearances, amount of time guesting on our show. Well, I I, I hit Owen up. But that was in May, and he never responded. <laughs> mm. Well, <laughs> I wanted him to have him on a fourth he's, time. He's become pretty damn funny. I don't know if you follow his uh, Twitter, but he put out a tweet uh, for the fans to vote uh, if he should have a mustache. And, of course, everybody's like, yeah, Owen Benjamin, you should totally grow a mustache. Well, he ain't so, tweeting, no. He, so he grew a Hitler mustache. <laughs> <laughs> and, and made it his profile picture and when people started f- freaking out about it uh he wanted to know why everybody was upset with his charlie chaplin mustache that's what, exactly what i was thinking i mean the guy it the guy is a great silent film legend mm-hmm. do you know that exactly. owen is currently in twitter jail i don't even know what that is um there's this new episode i listened to it today uh he was very very emotional um and uh, he's banned from Twitter for seven days, and his next offense will get him banned for life. Oh wow! For for <laughs> for, for what? Uh, some bullshit, funny homophobic remarks about John Oliver. Who's John Oliver? One of those liberal comedians that makes fun of Trump. I put those oh, all in the same well, group. Here. Well, Samantha B, John Oliver. Tonight. Uh, yeah, last week tonight. I think it's the HBO show. Yeah, it's oh, oh, I got who you're talking. Like, okay, look, like this. This once again is falling into. Um, I used to when when George Bush was president, I used to call this uh, uh, Bill Clinton territory <laughs> because, like, <laughs> you know, or or no, uh, Jay Leno territory. Because have you noticed to this day, Jay Leno, like half of his jokes have to do with uh, Bill Clinton giving him a blowjob. Like he always has to reference Bill Clinton, even though Bill Clinton has been president in, like twenty years or whatever it is. <laughs> I don't. Jay Leno hasn't George been on Bush TV was, in like five years, has he? No, he has a show about where he watches cars and he does all sorts of stand up and stuff. Oh, like that. but so you don't know. When, so just to clarify, Brian, I need to stop this. Just to clarify, you don't know anything about like modern TV shows that are in the news and stuff, like Last Week Tonight and these people. But you just admitted that you still watch Jay Leno's show about cars. Mm-hmm. And washing cars yeah. and Busted. Uh, wearing denim denim jackets and denim shirts, right? But in <laughs> in my defense, they're all on VHS. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, he hasn't been on just, TV in five years. Yeah, I, I'm kind, and I rewind, and then I just watch the same like 14 episodes 
because I because I didn't just get a VHS blank tape. I got the extended play. Oh, where okay. you know it's like two and a half times the length of, of a standard VHS. <laughs> that way, because I mean, first off, I don't want to wear out my VCR, and also I don't want to wear out my my uh, VCR cassette rewinder that looks like a car from the 1950s. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's a, it's powered by steam too, isn't it? <laughs> right. Well, both of those things are really hard to come by nowadays. I, I tend to forget yeah. that we used to live in a world where people bought a machine just to rewind your VHS tapes. Right. So you didn't get charged an extra dollar when you yeah. <laughs> handed it back. And to and out of the and out of the uh, unfactual fear of ruining your the rewind mechanism in your v- actual right. uh, VHS player. It was the most sensitive mm-hmm. of the mechanisms. Well. Once again, we, we grew up in this awesome time. I, I was talking to my wife about this, and I think I said it before, where where uh, people around our age, my age, our collective age, whatever, ha- grew up in a time where we had a completely analog childhood for the most part, but mm-hmm. then a completely digital adulthood. That's why we're so exennials. Like as, as Jeff mentioned before, I have a 100-inch projection screen in my basement. My daughters drive me crazy because if I pull up YouTube, they think the only way that a video is going to play is by running at the wall and slapping it because they think that it's touchscreen. <laughs> My wife and I, we have a TV in our bedroom that's just full of snotty toddler handprints because they think the only way to turn up the volume or change the channel or look at anything else is just to slap the TV, <laughs> TV screen. Hmm. Well, here's a question. Well, you right, should get like, them... Uh, then you should get them a, a beta player, a Betamax player that has a remote control that's on a cord, <laughs> and attach that to a tube TV that's 19 inches, uh, and then you have to slap it every once in a while to get the uh, the lines right, and like, just right. let them deal with that for like a month. Oh, first you got to well, watch. Uh, turn, first yeah. you got to mess the tracking up so they can have the pleasure of fixing the tracking. Right, right, <laughs> of course. Right. Have your but, daughters um, ever even seen a cathode ray tube television? Yeah, at, at at our grandmother's house, but they do the same thing there. They'll run up and slap it. And, and another fun thing is we we got a uh, Amazon dot for Christmas, so my kids so now, now they're just, just screaming at stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like anything from the uh, from the kitchen blender to the Nintendo to <laughs> just about anything. They think they could just scream its name and ask it to do shit. <laughs> they will someday. They will yeah. someday, just not today. Only I, I will say though, uh, Alexa uh, on the Amazon dot, not a fan of racial slurs. Not a fan. <laughs> huh? Huh? I wonder how that if, came up. <laughs> well, <laughs> it, it started because my wife was listening to it, and I, I was coming down the stairs, and my wife was in our kitchen, and as I walked by Alexa, I was like, "Hey, Alexa, play Bitches Ain't Shit" by Dr. Dre <laughs> because that's <laughs> awesome. And then. Sure. And then it just progressively got more vulgar and ignorant <laughs> just to see what the limits of Alexa are. But the great yeah. thing is, the great thing is, is whoever the master account on the Alexa is, it will send that person a list of questions and commands that were made to Alexa. <laughs> yeah. And you guys use so, your like, mother's uh, Alexa account? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so No, but my wife will be like, uh, Brian, why did you ask Alexa four times and then like X vulgar question? Like, <laughs> like she like, didn't listen the first three times. <laughs> exactly. 
or I, but I, I found like fun ways to troll my family. Like I'll just randomly walk by and be like, Hey Alexa, spell anti-disestablishmentarianism. And then of course it's like anti-disestablishmentarianism. A N T I. Or I'll be like, Hey Alexa, could you count to 400? Counting to 400. One, two, three. It'll actually do that. Yeah, Alexa will do all sorts of stuff. It's it's kind of funny because you can say like, "Hey, Alexa, drum roll, please." If you have an announcement, so it'll be like, like, so you can give yourself a drum roll. It has all sorts of fun stuff. But long story short, my kids love yelling at it for no reason. What is the the like the operating system or the who makes Alexa? Is it Google? Would it be a Google or? Apple, so it's totally different. Because I know if you ask an Android, if you start singing, if you say, I see a little silhouette of a man, it will finish out the song Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, really? I know That's awesome. If, if you ask an i no, if you ask an, that's an iPhone. If you ask an Android. So that's, that's Siri then. Yeah, that's, that's Siri. Siri. Then if you ask an Android what the average airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow is, it'll quote Monty Python back at you. Wow. So That's they awesome. always have the little Easter eggs the developers throw in there. So you, you well, got to find cool. out what well, Alexis is. Uh, any moment now, we should have our guest of uh, our first show of 2018, Robbie Lakeman, uh, who is currently, as of about a week ago, the reigning uh, Donkey Kong world champion. So he beat the guy we were supposed to have on before? Yeah, Wes Copeland. Yep. <laughs> Which... But it's it's amazing. It it takes about three and a half hours to even run up the score to the amount that he has to run the score. And where it gets really interesting is, uh, you know, the big joke is the Donkey Kong kill screen because after like two hundred something levels, the game will crash. So the farther right. you get in, the further you get into the game, it's now a race. You can't just like play infinitely because there's a definite end because the game will crash. So hmm. it's a matter of running up, your, like little ways to run up your score. Uh, before the game crashes on you. Interesting. And actually, I think that's Robbie Lakeman calling right now. You're listening to Nothing Important. Uh, Yes? Jeff and Dave. Hello. Robbie Lakeman, Donkey Kong World Champion, is on the phone. Robbie, thanks for calling in to Nothing Important. Yeah, hi, Robbie. How's it Hey guys, how's it going? Doing well, doing well. Too bad. Doing well. Thank you so much for calling. First off, uh, congratulations uh, on, on the world record uh, once again taking the uh, the title into your own hands. Uh, 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 how how's it been since you've reclaimed the world title? Um, it's been pretty good. I did a I did a lot of celebrating with some friends and family, and then uh, just kind of took it easy throughout the holidays. So I just. I'm just back at work, and I'll probably be playing again soon. Awesome. So when you when you get the world title, right, and you know you're there, especially with Donkey Kong, right, like it, it's it's way bigger than just, say, like doing a speed run of like some random game uh, on the Nintendo. Like grabbing the world title for Donkey Kong is kind of like the biggest deal in gaming, right, or at least in arcades. Um, definitely on the arcade platform, that's like the, I guess, the holy grail of video game world records is, yeah, it would be Donkey Kong. 
And uh, it, your run takes roughly about what, just over three hours? Yeah, it's just it's just under three hours and twenty minutes. My God, I can't I, <laughs> I can't imagine. Uh, I I barely make it to like the third screen of Donkey Kong. Like if I get to where like you step over the <laughs> the uh, if I get to where you like hop over the little yellow dots so the girders fall down, I think I'm like a master. How <laughs> um. How, what made you decide to pursue like the Donkey Kong world record or, or what attracts you to the game of Donkey Kong? Um, well, basically I made a, a bar bet with a friend of mine to get to the top 20 in the world. Um, he didn't think I could do it. So yeah, we made a bet and, um, yeah, I did that within about nine months. And then, uh, I just, you know, I just, yeah, I just, I just kept going from there. I just, uh, I feel close to, uh, you know, the end of the game, which they call the kill screen, and I went for that, and then a million points wasn't too far away, so then I went for that, and as I got better and better, I was so close to the record, I just figured I might as well keep going. Now, we, we were actually, I was kind of, because uh, I'm kind of the bigger video game uh, aficionado of the three of us on the show, and, and I was explaining that up at a certain point, the game of Donkey Kong will crash, so it's not like you can just keep playing in an infinite loop, and if you're good enough, you just keep going forever. There's actually an aspect of where there's a race against time because there's there's a finite end to it. Yeah, correct. Um, it, it, the game ends exactly in the same spot every single time. So really, like you were saying, it's not an infinite game that you can just survive and play through. You, you have to scrape every point you can, every single screen throughout those, 116, is there ever like a certain point where you, you see the game and like you kind of look at the patterns and you think, man, there's no way, no way I'm going to be able to get the high score or like maybe see the patterns and you're like, all right, this is my game where I can do this? Yeah, I mean, we, we track um, our gameplay and it's all based on a mathematical formula. So we can actually kind of estimate what our end score would be depending on how well we're doing within that game. So you could you could calculate if you're on pace or on track um, to get the score that you're trying to get. So if, if you're totally behind, I mean, you could kill off the game and try to start over or really just up the aggression just like what, you know, is on your side to just make up those points. Uh-huh. And, um, and, uh, and of course, I'm sure you've seen the, the King of Kong, right? I'm sure everybody brings that up every time you talk to somebody about Donkey Kong. Yeah, um, yeah. Actually, I mean that's that's basically what the start of all this competition was um, that film, and then uh, Richie Knuckles did the, the live event with Billy and Steve and the pop players called the Kong Off. So um, that's really where the competition started taking off. And um, yeah, I kind of just I was just sort of in the middle of that. Um, I didn't see the film until about four years after it came out, but. <laughs> um, <laughs> After I, after I saw it, I mean, they just, yeah, they put that game on a pedestal and it was just like, yeah, if you want to be seen as a, an elite gamer, like, you know, you got to tackle a game like this. So that's mm-hmm. what I decided to do. That's awesome. Now, nice. um, go big or go home. Go right to the top. I guess, I guess right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
So when when you're when you're practicing um, when you're practicing for the game and such, do you do the whole like <laughs> like I know in King of Kong they showed uh, the the gentleman's name is uh, is uh, uh, escaping me right now where he was drawn like you know on the screen with a wax <laughs> with, a, with a wax pencil trying to figure out where like the little springboards and stuff is gonna go. Do you do you get that in depth with it or or is it for you just repetition and memory? Uh, at this point, it's just really just repetition of memory. Um, once you get to a certain point in the game, it just it repeats itself as far as like um, the order of the screens and how many you get and the way the game's programmed. Mm-hmm. Um, so once you're yeah, once you're doing those last uh, seventeen levels, that's that's where you're trying to get the most average points that you can to the level on. Um, yeah, that's, that's like a big part of the formula is getting as many points on each of those levels as possible. But yeah, the game is kind of odd because the, the higher levels are actually at the beginning uh, of the game, like the early levels. Like level one to 50 is actually technically the hardest in the game. Really? Because like that sets the patterns and such? Yeah, and actually the internal difficulty changes. So it actually increases um, while you're playing the game. So it, it can happen at any second. And um, there's a little more randomness of the barrels bouncing around, uh, like they call them the wild barrels. Um, and then once you get to level five, they're a lot more predictable. And you actually have more influence on the barrels. Like you can control them, like how they showed you in King of Kong, like with a joystick. If you, you know, point the joystick at the ladder, like you can make the barrel go down that ladder kind of thing. Oh, huh. that's interesting. I, See, uh, like all these um, these little techniques. If you talk to people who don't really, you know, like don't really indulge in speed running and these kind of world records and such, you know, they they kind of downplay it, right? They're like, uh, big big whoop. He got like the highest score in in a video game. But there's actually a lot of technique and a lot of practice and a lot of skill that goes into reaching those high scores, especially now that everybody can compete in this arena with, uh, you know, YouTube and uh, Twitch. And all these other, all these other, uh, you know, uh, means of getting your videos out there. I mean, it, there's actual techniques. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a really good point too, because uh, a lot of us, um, have a, a lot of players in the past used to hide their strategies and techniques. But, um, once a lot of us started meeting in person and we all started becoming friends, we actually created our own forum called Donkey Kong Forum. Um, it's and that's where all the top players hang out and like we have some novice players coming in asking questions about like certain techniques and we have like all these videos and we'll share strategies and if we think of anything new like we'll share them with each other so um, that's actually what really up the competition because we're all starting to share strategies and all of our scores are starting to skyrocketing just because of it because we all we all kind of just not to kick the game's ass. That's really what we want to do. Right, right. And I'm and I'm assuming you know you guys are all you guys are all sharing information and sharing strategies and stuff. And as the game goes on, you know, and it's it's getting closer and closer to the kill screen. You know, I'm I'm sure that um you know when the pressure gets on, there's all sorts of little uh, little things you do, like you know, like the jumping extra extra times or take a couple extra barrels to get an extra few hundred uh, points or whatever. Um, but so like how, how close do you feel that you are to, uh, what everybody talks about would be the actual perfect game of Donkey Kong? Like, do you think that it will eventually top out or do you think people will just keep finding a way to like edge out 
another couple hundred points? Uh, I mean, people are always going to try to find a way, a new way to get points. Like I, I've done it. That's how some of these scores got pretty high and players before me have created the techniques and I'm sure players after me will always keep trying to come up with new crazy strategies. And uh, there have been some that are just kind of too crazy to even try at this point. But um, yeah, it, I, I would say me personally though, like I would say I might would, my game plan about maybe twenty twenty five thousand points away from what I could feel like I you know comfortably be able to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but if if, um, if pretty much everyone else one day decided we don't even want to go through this anymore, I wouldn't complain. I would probably not play anymore. <laughs> <laughs> who who do, who do you think is uh, who do you think is gunning for you? Who do you think is the next in line to uh, eventually top yourself? Um, well, Wes Copeland, who I, I took the record from, uh, he, he's been on a break for over, almost two years now, actually. And, um, he's been doing my point back within, I would say, six, eight months. So he's going to try to, um, raise that score. And then we also have another contender named John McCurdy. He's probably close to the record a few times. He, he's never held it, but he's been pretty close at least a handful of times so there's a good you know three four of us that could definitely take the record down gotcha it sounds like time to start pitching king of kong too my friend <laughs> yeah we've been coming to you with something you know, and um, speaking of King of Kong, you know, of course, uh, Billy Mitchell, just real quick, I, I'm, I'm assuming you probably ran into him once or twice. Um, yeah, actually, we've we become friends over the years. He actually called me and said, I, I got the record back. Oh, uh, that's, <laughs> it's, <Very nice. laughs> the, the, yeah, way cool. Um, Billy Mitchell, I'm, I'm sure he's a super nice guy, but he, he always, stri- he uh, always strikes me as somebody who wears a lot of cologne. <laughs> 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 Um, I, I, I don't know why. <laughs> uh, I'm not, I'm not, he dresses really nice, but I don't, yeah, I don't think he, I never really, at least, noticed that he was dancing cool, but, uh, <laughs> he might wear a little bit. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. Uh, Robbie, uh, congratulations once again, and thank you for coming on, uh, nothing important. It's, uh, it's super cool that you did it. Congratulations on the world record. And, uh, you know, as, as somebody who's kind of a fan of, of this and uh, follows the world records, it's, it's been an honor to uh, talk with you. And uh, I, I wish you uh, success in the future, my friend. Awesome. Yeah, thank, thank you guys for having me. It was great to talk to you. Absolutely, yeah, Robbie. Awesome, uh, thank you. Thank you, and you have a wonderful night. All right, you too. So that was Robbie Lakeman, uh, reigning Donkey Kong world champ. Um, super cool dude. Uh, I, I think he's around yeah. our age. I didn't, I didn't really ask him, but yeah. it's interesting he to hear. He how... said he's uh 31, I think. Oh, okay. Or did he say, no. or maybe I was just looking it up. Young uh, buck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he's about our age. Yeah. Which... We, we to start. Why don't you start a podcast late in life? Nerd. <laughs> hey, I'll bet. I'll bet he had internet in high school. <laughs> 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 um but totally great guy and it, it, it's really interesting to hear like obscure it, you know like it's not like he won you know if he won a super bowl everybody everybody would know about it but you tell a lot of people like oh i talked to robbie lakeman who's the donkey kong world champ and they're like oh 
We got a high score on a video game. That's cute. But the thing is, is there's there's still a lot of technique and practice that goes into accomplishing that sort of record. Hey, if you're gonna be the best in the world, you gotta work for it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. and, and I, it's its own type of I mean, it's not your traditional athletic competition, and I will uh, argue that that video games and stuff do take a lot of actual skill and training mm-hmm. that need to go on to mm-hmm. it. It's not muscular training necessarily in the traditional sense. Hand-eye uh, coordination. Well, a lot of timing, hand-eye coordination, uh, forearm strength for your <laughs> thumb strength, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, and, whatever and, you want to call it. And a lot of endurance, right? Like, sitting there, like... Yeah. Being that concentrate, concentrating that hard, and uh, concentrating right, that and hard the, for three and a half hours, right, right, and like to yeah to have the will to self cath, uh, so that way you don't have to get up and pee ever. You know, you can right. just have the right. catheter pee into your bag, right, or right, a diaper, yeah. and just well, getting, you know, mess yourself. Well, getting getting it into the pee hole is the hard part. That's why well, I just go with gambling lubricating. Sorry, Jeff. What self self lubricating diapers. No, was, self-lubricating catheter. Uh, oh. <laughs> well, I said that's why I use gambling diapers. Ah. Well, they go old people it's all part of the strategy, right? Slot machine. Are, are those different than just depends? <laughs> I think they're made for casinos. <laughs> oh, they're made by casinos for casinos? That's right. You can put mm-hmm. your jackpot winnings in the pockets. Oh. Nice. Along with yesterday's well, lunch. <laughs> well, uh... <laughs> We all know how those buffets <laughs> affect your digestive system. Ugh. <laughs> Much iodine from the shrimp. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> we don't want to get a goiter. So, I mean, come on. <laughs> I would just end it there, and then music fades in. Okay. That's just how we're going to leave that. <laughs> Be sure to follow Nothing Important online at nothingimportantpodcast.com. Find us on iTunes on Twitter at NotImportantPC, and you can also find us on Facebook. Nothing Important is recorded with help from Third City Sound in Joliet, Illinois. Thanks for being awesome.